Section 5 of Hinduism and Buddhism, An Historical Sketch, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Hinduism and Buddhism, An Historical Sketch, Volume 1, by Charles Eliot. Extension of Buddhism and Hinduism Beyond India this is perhaps a convenient place to review the extension of buddhism and hinduism outside india to do so at this point implies of course an anticipation of chronology but to delay the survey might blind the reader to the fact that from the time of asoka onward india was engaged not only in creating but also in exporting new varieties of religious thought the countries which have received Indian culture fall into two classes. First, those to which it came as a result of religious missions or of peaceful international intercourse, and second, those where it was established after conquest or at least colonization. In the first class, the religion introduced was Buddhism. If, as in Tibet, it seems to us mixed with Hinduism, yet it was a mixture which at the date of its introduction passed in india for buddhism but in the second and smaller class including java cambodia and champa the immigrants brought with them both hinduism and buddhism the two systems were often declared to be the same but the result was hinduism mixed with some buddhism not vice versa the countries of the first class comprise Ceylon, Burma and Siam, Central Asia, Nepal, China with Annam, Korea and Japan, Tibet with Mongolia. The Buddhism of the first three countries is a real unity, or in European language, a church, for though they have no common hierarchy, they use the same sacred language, Pali, and have the same canon footnote eleven it may be conveniently and correctly called pali buddhism this is better than southern buddhism or hinayana for the buddhism of java which lies even farther to the south is not the same and there were formerly hinayanists in central asia and china End footnote burma and siam have repeatedly recognized ceylon as a sort of metropolitan sea and on the other hand when religion in ceylon fell on evil days the clergy were recruited from burma and siam in the other countries buddhism presents greater differences and divisions it had no one sacred language and in different regions used either sanskrit texts or translations into chinese tibetan mongolian and the languages of central asia one ceylon there is no reason to doubt that buddhism was introduced under the auspices of asoka though the invasions and settlements of tamils have brought hinduism into ceylon yet none of the later and mixed forms of buddhism in spite of some attempts to gain a footing ever flourished there on a large scale sinhalese buddhism 
had probably a closer connection with southern india than the legend suggests and kanjavaram was long a buddhist centre which kept up intercourse with both ceylon and burma two burma the early history of burmese buddhism is obscure and its origin probably complex since at many different periods it may have received teachers from both india and china the present dominant type identical with the buddhism of ceylon existed before the sixth century and tradition ascribes its introduction both to the labors of buddha gosa and to the missionaries of asoka there was probably a connection between pegu and Kanjavaram. in the eleventh century burmese buddhism had become extremely corrupt except in pegu but king anurata conquered pegu and spread a purer form throughout his dominions three siam the thai race who starting from somewhere in the chinese province of yunnan began to settle in what is now called siam about the beginning of the twelfth century probably brought with them some form of buddhism about thirteen hundred the possessions of rama komheng king of siam included pegu and pali buddhism prevailed among his subjects somewhat later in thirteen sixty one a high ecclesiastic was summoned from ceylon to arrange the affairs of the church but not it would seem to introduce any new doctrine pegu was the centre from which pali buddhism spread to upper burma in the eleventh century and it probably performed the same service for siam later the modern buddhism of cambodia is simply siamese buddhism which filtered into the country from about twelve fifty onwards the older buddhism of cambodia for which see below was quite different at the courts of siam and cambodia as formerly in burma there are brahmins who perform state ceremonies and act as astrologers though they have little to do with the religion of the people their presence explains the predominance of indian rather than chinese influence in these countries four tradition says that indian colonists settled in khotan during the reign of asoka but no precise date can at present be fixed for the introduction of buddhism into the tarim basin and other regions commonly called central asia but it must have been flourishing there about the time of the christian era since it spread thence to china not later than the middle of the first century there were two schools representing two distinct currents from india first the sarvastivadin school prevalent in badakshan kashgar and kucha secondly the mahayana in khotan and yarkand the spread of the former was no doubt connected with the growth of the kushan empire but may be anterior to the conversion of kanishka for though he gave a great impetus to the propagation of the faith it is probable that like most royal converts he favored an already popular religion the mahayana subsequently won much territory from the other school five as in other countries so in china buddhism entered by more than one road it came first by land from central asia 
the official date for its introduction by this route is sixty two a d but it was probably known within the chinese frontier before that time though not recognized by the state secondly when buddhism was established there arose a desire for accurate knowledge of the true indian doctrine chinese pilgrims went to india and indian teachers came to china after the fourth century many of these religious journeys were made by sea and it was thus that bodhidharma landed at canton in five twenty footnote thirteen there is no indian record of bodhidharma's doctrine and its origin is obscure but it seems to have been a compound of buddhism and vedantism End footnote. a third stream of buddhism namely lamaism came into china from tibet under the mongol dynasty twelve eighty kubilai considered this the best religion for his mongols and numerous lamaist temples and convents were established and still exist in northern china lamaism has not perhaps been a great religious or intellectual force there but its political importance was considerable for the ming and manchu dynasties who wished to assert their rule over the tibetans and mongols by peaceful methods consistently strove to win the goodwill of the lamaist clergy the buddhism of korea japan and annam is directly derived from the earlier forms of chinese buddhism but was not affected by the later influx of lamaism buddhism passed from china into korea in the fourth century and thence to japan in the sixth in the latter country it was stimulated by frequent contact with china and the repeated introduction of new chinese sects but was not appreciably influenced by direct intercourse with hindus or other foreign buddhists in the twelfth and thirteenth centuries japanese buddhism showed great vitality transforming old sects and creating new ones in the south chinese buddhism spread into annam rather late according to native tradition in the tenth century this region was a battlefield of two cultures chinese influence descending southwards from canton proved predominant and after the triumph of annam over champa extended to the borders of cambodia but so long as the kingdom of champa existed indian culture and hinduism maintained themselves at least as far north as hue six the buddhism of tibet is a late and startling transformation of gotama's teaching but the transformation is due rather to the change and degeneration of that teaching in bengal than to the admixture of tibetan ideas such admixture however was not absent and a series of reformers endeavored to bring the church back to what they considered the true standard the first introduction is said to have occurred in six thirty but probably the arrival of padma sambhava from india in seven forty seven marks the real foundation of the lamaist church it was reformed by the hindu atissa in ten thirty eight and again by the tibetan tsongkhapa about fourteen hundred the grand lama 
is the head of the church as reorganized by song kappa in tibet the priesthood attained to temporal power comparable with the papacy the disintegration of the government divided the whole land into small principalities and among these the great monasteries were as important as any temporal lord the abbots of the sakya monastery were the practical rulers of tibet for seventy years twelve seventy to thirteen forty another period of disintegration followed but after sixteen thirty the grand lamas of lhasa were able to claim and maintain a similar position mongolian buddhism is a branch of lamaism distinguished by no special doctrines the mongols were partially converted in the time of kubilai and a second time and more thoroughly in fifteen seventy by the third grand lama seven nepal exhibits another phase of degeneration in tibet indian buddhism passed into the hands of a vigorous national priesthood and was not exposed to the assimilative influence of hinduism in nepal it had not the same defense it probably existed there since the time of asoka and underwent the same phases of decay and corruption as in bengal but whereas the last great monasteries in bengal were shattered by the mohammedan invasion of eleven ninety three the secluded valley of nepal was protected against such violence and buddhism continued to exist there in name it has preserved a good deal of sanskrit buddhist literature but has become little more than a sect of hinduism nepal ought perhaps to be classed in our second division that is those countries where indian culture was introduced not by missionaries but by the settlement of indian conquerors or immigrants to this class belong the hindu civilizations of indochina and the archipelago in all of these hinduism and mahayanist buddhism are found mixed together hinduism being the stronger element the earliest sanskrit inscription in these regions is that of vochan in champa which is apparently buddhist it is not later than the third century and refers to an earlier king so that an indian dynasty probably existed there about one fifty to two hundred a d though the presence of indian culture is beyond dispute it is not clear whether the chams were civilized in champa by hindu invaders or whether they were hinduized malays who invaded champa from elsewhere eight in cambodia a hindu dynasty was founded by invaders and the brahmins who accompanied them established a counterpart to it in a powerful hierarchy sanskrit becoming the language of religion it is clear that these invaders came ultimately from india but they may have halted in java or the malay peninsula for an unknown period the brahmanic hierarchy began to fail about the fourteenth century and was supplanted by siamese buddhism before that time the state religion of both champa and cambodia was the worship of siva especially in the form called mukalinga mahayanist buddhism tending to identify buddha with siva also existed but enjoyed less of the royal patronage nine religious conditions were similar in java but politically there was this difference 
that there was no one continuous and paramount kingdom a considerable number of hindus must have settled in the island to produce such an effect on its language and architecture but the rulers of the states known to us were hinduized javanese rather than true hindus and the language of literature and of most inscriptions was old javanese not sanskrit though most of the works written in it were translations or adaptations of sanskrit originals as in cambodia Sivaism and buddhism both flourished without mutual hostility and there was less difference in the status of the two creeds in all these countries religion seems to have been connected with politics more closely than in india the chief shrine was a national cathedral the living king was semi-divine and dead kings were represented by statues bearing the attributes of their favorite gods end of section five recording by linda johnson